Welcome to another edition of the Nosebleeds podcast. Emmanuel Barbari, Jackson Heil, our producer Jimmy Sullivan coming to you remotely. Jackson, into the month of June and no closer to an agreement on the start of a Major League Baseball season. The NBA has officially defeated Major League Baseball in terms of getting something done. And here we are remotely in our homes to discuss whether or not we could have a season because that's a very real possibility right now that nothing could happen. And don't forget about the NHL, which is even more of a concern to Major League Baseball because if there's a worse-run league in sports, it's the NHL, and they've even managed to get a season together. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's looking less and less each day like there will be a season. And even with the news coming out from Jeff Passan that they may demand a 50- or 40-game season, it's still Yuck. not looking like there's going to be an agreement at any point between the players and the owners. And honestly, if I'm the players, there's no reason for them, in my opinion, to see to the owners because their proposals continue to be absolutely ridiculous. So just to recap, the first proposal that everyone seemed to be behind was the 80 to 82 game season. And the players already would have been more than happy with a prorated salary fixated to those 80 to 82 games, but the owners wanted to take off even more on top of that in order to make up for whatever quote-unquote revenue losses they would have, even though we know every year the owners are making a surplus of money. So that's not going to fly with the players. And you also look at it from a precedent angle because these players sign contracts. They're eventually going to be in negotiations and the CBA coming up in a couple of years you don't want to even give an inkling of hope for the owners that they could snub you, take advantage of you. So for everyone looking at it as a tough-to-watch, millionaire, billionaire argument, the precedent argument from the players actually makes a lot of sense, and I think that's what you were alluding to, Jackson, in that if they let the owners take advantage of them here, there's really no hope for this game moving forward. I don't think I can put it any better than you did right there because, like you said, there's no reason for the players to give an inch in this with the CBA coming up. I mean, there's a realistic possibility we get one year of baseball in the next three years, which is depressing to think about. But if you're the players, what's the point of even negotiating at this point? I mean, you got to give them a lot of credit because you got to think that so many of these players want baseball. And I know the union isn't represented too much by minor leaguers and players who are making minuscule salaries at this point, but the players are standing their ground here. And you'd have to think that even minor league players, if they're not able to play this year or make any money for that matter, are going to have to at least respect what a lot of these players in the union are doing. Because when the CBA comes up in two years, a lot of what's going to be trying to get fixed in that for the players is minor league player salary arbitration salaries and just fixing the game as a whole going forward from getting more players involved in the game of baseball and getting them paid more. So I think even if they're sacrificing a little bit this year for the long run, it's got to be at least a a good thing for major league baseball and their minor league players and players who aren't making as much money because that's going to be the biggest thing for me in the next CBA is how are they going to fix that? So for me, I think this is absolutely the right way to go. And 
if they do give up an inch, like you said, that sets the precedent for the CBA going forward. So you, you cannot give these owners an inch. And I absolutely love what the players are doing right now. And my problem moving forward is how much irreparable damage will be done by them due to this pandemic and what's gone on. Because we know it. Minor league baseball players have been taken advantage of for years. They do not make a livable wage. I would say in almost every case. And now you're looking at situations where several farmhands of Major League Baseball teams are just being eliminated during this. And they're not coming back. People are being forced out of jobs. And even though it's not a livable wage, it is a job. They're not going to come back to baseball, some of these fringe players. I think this hurts the sport long-term in terms of viability of just entering the profession from some of these minor league players. And if you're a kid right now, are you looking at baseball as the route you want to go down as opposed to some of these other major sports? So sure, they can't give an inch, and I support that. And you want to have the best standing ground come to CBA. But I think there could be too much damage done by then where the long-term harm to baseball could be kind of flaming before our eyes. The weird thing is I don't even think the owners care. I, I don't even right. think they care at all the type of damage they're doing to baseball because all they care about clearly from over the past two years with the way they're kind of cheapskating players in free agency to now this when they're not willing to move a budge and negotiate with the players and try to give us some form of a good product on the field. I don't think they give a crap about the future of baseball. All they care about is the short-term money, which is utterly ridiculous to me because if you're an owner, you should be thinking a long-term investment when it comes to buying a team. And if this continues, I mean, I can only see the game of baseball getting severely hurt going forward. And I guess the owners don't see it that way because, listen, I think they'll be able to make enough money and then sell their team off for a profit in the future. But I mean, this is utterly ridiculous what they're doing. And I think also the big thing is the thing that's become clear to me is that Rob Manfred doesn't give a crap about the future of the game of baseball as well, which is scary because he's the commissioner of baseball. And listen, you can argue about other commissioners being terrible. I mean, Gary Bettman gets booed at the Stanley Cup finals every time. We know how badly Roger Goodell gets booed and how little people think of him. But at least those guys seem to care about the direction of the game of the future. And I think that's at least been shown by the willingness for the NHL to play and how much of an effort the NFL is going to put into play. Major League Baseball is literally thinking about putting a 40 to 50 game season in, which isn't realistic. Shouldn't be realistic in any capacity, but because the owners don't want to pay their players enough money, it's a realistic possibility that we could get a 40 game season instead of a 162 game season. Are you serious? I mean, that shouldn't make sense under any law. And we already knew that Rob Manfred was interested in completely reshaping the minor league structure, basically shilling for the owners before any of this happened. It didn't even take a pandemic for him to reassess baseball before it even needed to be reassessed. And baseball is already a sport that has an issue with appeal. It's already a sport that's trying to get younger and more hip and trying to compete with the other sports that are more fashionable right now. Manfred doesn't seem to care much about all that. He just cares about making the owners a buck. And 
what's very fascinating about the entire negotiation right now is the players want to play. The players want to get out there. And as long as they're paid at least a fraction of what they're worth, they're probably going to agree to something. They're putting forth an 114-game season, which actually is pretty risky when you consider the fact that's going to be a shortened spring training and players will open themselves up to the ability to get hurt more so than they would beforehand. Pitchers won't be stretched out when the season begins. They want to play an elongated season. And what the owners think now is, okay, we offered them a third of what they're worth. Why don't we offer a prorated 50-game season? Because then we'll be paying them the same amount. We could say it's prorated, but really it's what we were paying them in the first place. And we don't care that they're playing 50 games and the Baltimore Orioles can make the playoffs. We don't care about that product. We don't care about that crap. All we care about is that we're going to deke them into paying them a third of their salary. That's what's really standing out to me right now. And it's really fascinating to watch how little the owners care about the actual product on the field. <laughs> oh, my gosh, Evan, that was great. I, you, you couldn't have put it any better. In my opinion, um, and and you're absolutely right. Like it's it's utterly insane that like the owners like are so cheap in this scenario that they're willing to say, "Hey, we'll pro your salary, but we're only doing it at our price specifically." And I I just what I'm having trouble understanding here is that wouldn't wouldn't the like the league and the owners be making more money with an 114 game season than they would a 40 or 50 game season for sure like like you'd have to think so right like uh, unless i'm missing some which i probably am and that's why i'm not an owner and that's why i'm not the commissioner of major league baseball but like you would have to think from a money standpoint and tv deals that if they only play 40 or 50 games as opposed to 114 the money that's made from tv deals and various other things is going to be severely affected. So, and let, let's be honest, you have to think, obviously, tickets are a source of revenue, but a tickets can't be that big of a source of revenue for teams, considering how little fans show up to the ballpark in Major League Baseball, which is another issue we haven't even gotten to, and another issue right. that has been growing and growing in Major League Baseball over the last few years. So, it, to me, it's just like a lot of it isn't adding up to me excuse me, in, the, in this scenario. And, man, I, I'm just I, – I have trouble seeing a scenario where baseball gets played because both sides are being stubborn, and rightfully so for the players, too. I'm not even saying, like, like I agree with the player's stance to be stubborn here because they should stand pat and say, listen, this is our deal. If you want to play baseball and you want to see a product on the field, then this is what it's going to be. And if not, we're willing to sacrifice that, and as they should. Um, but it, man, I mean, like, I, I just don't see a, a scenario where both sides come together on this because c can the players realistically agree to a 50 or 40 game season? I mean, I, I just don't see it. I, I don't see that at all. And here's where our perspective changes, right? Because we live in New York and it seems extremely far-fetched that you're going to have 30 to 40,000 people in a baseball stadium this year, especially in a hotbed of where this pandemic has hit. So that's just not going to happen. That will affect the revenue greatly. But you mentioned a big issue in the game right now in that teams just aren't getting that many fans in the seats. But if you play a 114-game season and you elongate the season to an extent where we get further into this year 2020 and maybe things are starting to look up, 
are you telling me you can't have 10,000 people socially distanced at a Blue Jays or Orioles or Atlanta Braves game? Like, not every team has the attendance of the New York Yankees. So if you open yourself up to a longer season, which the players want, and you just give yourself a larger sample size to work with, not only does it improve the quality of play, but if, from an owner's perspective, I would want to give myself the opportunity to eventually get fans in those seats. So it doesn't make sense to me on a lot of fronts. I think it's very short-sighted the way they're negotiating in a lot of ways. And I know we're not in these negotiations. You can't give ground in a lot of ways. And that's probably what it's coming down to. But I just don't see a 50 game season being played. If if that's going to be the proposal, if that's going to be what it comes down to, I don't think there's going to be a season this year. I, I just don't. And I think they'll reset and try to play next year, which is sad because we're already looking at a lockout coming up. I mean, man, one of the things you mentioned, too, that the players are going to, like, be in is, I mean, they're risking their health for this in terms of, like, they're not going to be – I mean, obviously they've been doing stuff, but, like, they're probably going to get thrown right into the loop pretty much when it comes to a season here. You also got to remember, like, they're risking their health in terms of the virus, too. Like, I mean, I, I'm personally – I personally think the virus has been a little overhyped for people of that age – demographic and I think that the players would be fine and listen I'm not an expert on this virus so there could be long-term effects that we don't know about when it comes to this but this is also a virus that has wiped out what over a million people in the world right now correct or something like that I mean and this is this is something that's certainly got to be a concern for the players going forward and if they don't get what they want when it comes to playing baseball I don't see a reason for them to really move off that, not only for the money concerns, but for the health concerns they're putting at risk because the owners aren't putting anything at risk when it comes to this. The owners can, for all they want, the owners can sit in their homes all all day and they want to just watch baseball and watch the money come in and enjoy it. So um, I, I, I just don't think that there's a viable scenario unless the owners are willing to rise up to where the players' demands at, which seems – like an impossible scenario at this point because the owners aren't going to move off of what they want and the players aren't going to move off what they want. I mean, the sides are so ridiculously far apart right now, it seems like, where I just don't see a scenario where baseball is played, not only played, but if it is played in a way that's viable for the fans because, honestly, if they announce a 40- or 50-game season, who wants to watch that? Like, and I, I, I think all three of us can agree. We're all big, huge baseball fans. You don't find many bigger baseball fans than us. But if you're playing a 40 or 50 game season, what's the point of even playing it at this point? It, it, it's ridiculous. Yeah, like I can sacrifice 40 games out of a schedule and not watch 40 games. And we've already basically granted the fact that we're not going to see half a season. So if 40 games are taken away, that that's – that's change right now. That's a, that's a couple of pennies in, in my book, even though, yes, we're bigger baseball fans than most. And you also have to think about how this appeals to, to the broader spectrum. And I'm not sure if there's any appeal at all. Jimmy, you wanted to add something on the health perspective? Yeah, guys. Uh, first of all, thanks for having me on. I think people have talked a lot about the money and the finances, obviously, as being prohibitive and, and not thinking that the health is prohibitive. And 
yes, most players who get this, and assuming they don't have any pre-existing conditions, will be fine. But you have to keep in mind, too, you've got a lot of older managers, right? Dusty Baker is 70 years old. You have a bunch of managers across the league who are older, and you have to take care of the health perspective. And I thought it was interesting. Rob Manfred was on CNN, I think, a few weeks ago, where he said, well, if somebody tests positive, it's not necessarily going to stop everything. I was like, what, are you kidding? Like, that, that doesn't make any sense. Like, all these leagues are putting in safeguards where if somebody does test positive, they're going to aggressively quarantine that person and then figure it out. But, you know, people talk about the health not necessarily being prohibitive, but we're two weeks into this thing. We haven't even gotten to the health, and in a lot of ways, that might be the most important thing because it could affect the most people in the league. So I think the health aspect of it is very underrated, even though I would say most of the players who, if they were to get this, would probably be fine. And Jimmy, I think that underscores why the players need to get what they're worth, at least a prorated salary, because you're dealing with a lot of red tape this year. Not only are you in initial propositions flying to Arizona and not seeing your family for months and quarantining in hotels and back and forth to the ballpark and getting tested every day, you have the risk of getting the virus. And one of the problems with restarting sports is you have to concede to the fact that if someone tests positive, like last time, you can't just shut down your league. You need to find a way to make things happen. So it's a very difficult scenario, which if I'm a player right now, why am I going to put myself on the line, not only virus-wise, but health-wise in terms of hamstring injuries, arm injuries, the, the, the typical things you'd go through for, for less than I'm worth? And I think what Blake Snell said, it, it was tone deaf at the time, and he said it in a very nonchalant way, which caused a lot of the backlash. I think that's what it really came down to, and people weren't up for it. But he made a lot of good points. Like everything he laid out, if he laid it out in a coherent essay, Jackson, I, I really think he made points on behalf of the players that everyone's agreeing with right now. I honestly think he should have been agreed with at the time. Like, I, I don't think anything he said was ridiculous. Like, obviously, we, I think we would all, if we had the opportunity to play professional baseball, we would all play for free. And I, I, like, <laughs> personally, I, I, that's just me. Like, that's just the competitor in me. But you also got to realize, like, that's a dream we're living, we would be living out. And that's, that's what most fans don't think about. These are the livelihood of these players, not only from a money perspective, but also from a health perspective. I mean, these guys, like Jimmy mentioned, are going to be risking their health just to play baseball. There's no reason that they should have to do that, especially with how little we know about this stupid virus and how little we're getting from the government at this point. There's no reason that the players should be risking their lives for less than what they deserve. And not only less than what they deserve, significantly less in some cases. I mean, look, Garrett Cole would be basically making half of what he should be making to play baseball. Why should he think that he has to do that? Like that, that doesn't make any sense to me from a player's perspective in terms of how they should cede to the owners in that scenario, because they really shouldn't in this case. And um, I, I was honest, I was in agreement with Blake Snell at the time. I still am in agreement with him, and I agree with you that it definitely could have sounded tone deaf with kind of the time we were in. I mean, that was obviously a much darker time during this virus, but everything he said was right, I thought. It just was the fact that it was while he was playing the show, it was over yeah. Twitch, 
Like, I understand why it was poorly received, but um, honestly, I, I have to say at the time I agreed with them, and I think I even agree with them more now with the way the owners are trending with this thing. And I think it shows you how far the game is from actually coming to terms and making something happen in that we alluded to the NBA and NHL agreeing, and they're picking sites to play. And they have a laid-out plan where they're sending teams to these sites and they are making it happen. And they have all these protocols. They have all these precautions. And with baseball, I know there have been proposals put forward but we don't even know like how things are working travel wise playing at home parks other regions are working the initial proposal was Arizona that doesn't seem to be happening anymore and there are obviously states that are more affected by this virus than others so you'd at least like to hear some clarity as to as to where it's safe to play and, and where this could potentially happen and i feel like we don't have any clarity all we're hearing is the numbers of of salary and that's what it comes down to now i feel like most players as we mentioned before are willing to play even with the virus risk and now it's just money and i think that's what's infuriating people now it's just the money because we would have a season if they came to terms on salary this would have already been agreed to so when people look at that and then they see the owners and the players i can understand why they just say screw it all and and let's not take one side or the other you guys are both greedy we tend to side with the players, but I can completely understand why fans of baseball are upset right now because that's the one thing that is holding up baseball coming back. And look, we're, we're nearing the middle of June in a couple of days. It, you need to have spring training going on if you have any hope of starting in early July and fulfilling that 80-game season. Time is ticking, and they don't seem to be doing anything about it. Yeah, I mean, at this rate, we're not going to get a season until probably late August. I mean, and that's the very earliest, I think, because obviously you have to set up where this is going to be played. And like you said, we need a spring training at some point for the players to get back in baseball shape and at least in game shape to play. So, um, yeah, I, I, I don't really have much to add on to that because I think you said it perfectly there. And it, it's just it's frustrating because it shouldn't be this difficult for billionaire owners to see to their players and just be fair. Like we're, we're not asking them to be over the top and like pay these players ex exactly their salary. I mean, some of these owners aren't even willing to pay their minor leaguers $300 or $400 a week at this point. And that, that should tell you the type of cheap owners that we have in this game, which is so frustrating because I don't really think that the players are asking all that much of the owners, but they're not willing to budge from their stance and it's likely going to cost major league baseball an entire season. So we will see hopefully in the next couple of days, more closure because this was supposed to be the big week and we're coming up on the end of the week and we still don't know exactly what is going on. 114 has been rejected. 80 seems to be the middle ground, but there's no salary indications there as whether it's going to come together and 50 seems very unrealistic at least in our eyes so we will see what happens hopefully we have another episode soon where things are coming together but uh, don't don't hold your hopes too high he's jackson heil our producer is jimmy sullivan great job by him emmanuel barbari is another edition of nosebleeds on wfuvsports.org <laughs>